This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator. And I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. Hi, it's Dr. Kate with Forum Function and Flow Lab Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about common pregnancy side effects that people have and I see in the office all the time. And while you can't totally get around all of them. What can you do to help be as functioning as possible during your pregnancy? So most people think of um, nausea and vomiting with pregnancy, um, but there's there are a lot of other different side effects that you can have as well. So with the morning sickness or the nausea, of course, you don't always get it in the morning or, um, and it doesn't always stop within that first trimester. Some people have it the entire time, entire time of their pregnancy. Um, that can be so draining and so depleting to you. And, you know, there's, there are some medications that you can take, um, but staying hydrated is, you know, super important. And you can always go to the hospital to get fluids and that kind of stuff um, to try to make it as less miserable as possible. Um, Another side effect would be melasma. And melasma is a darkening of the skin um, it's often on your face and it can be like a mustache or just blotches on your face, or it's like the mask of pregnancy, they call it. Um, and basically it's with the shifts in hormones. And I knew that I would be susceptible to melasma because I was on birth control for a brief period of time. Um, when it was summertime and it, I started to develop, to develop melasma right on my lip. And I was like, Oh my gosh, nobody wants that. That's a terrible side effect. I mean, it's not gonna, you know, harm your health or anything like that, but who, who wants that? So I knew that I was prone to that and I was pregnant in the summer with both my kids for a little bit. So I just used a lot of zinc based sunscreen to, you know, diminish that as much as possible. Another skin pigmentation thing that can happen is linea nigra. So your linea alba is that um, fibrous connection between your rectus abdominis going from your sternum down to your pubic bone. And that um, is where the linea nigra can happen. So basically that middle line portion is uh, sometimes turns uh, dark. So, and that can stay after both that melasma and linea nigra can stay after you've given birth. You know, sometimes they lighten or they're different um, dermatological things, procedures you can do to help lighten 
the skin again, but it's better to just stay ahead of it and use a zinc based kind of um, sunscreen. Another um, side effect would be hemorrhoids. So that is, that is a pressure problem. You know, if the hemorrhoid would be if the pressure is too great or you're straining or when you're trying to have a bowel movement or something like that. So it can be miserable as well. And trying to avoid that from happening, some things I suggest to patients would be getting a squatty potty so that you aren't straining when you're trying to go to the bathroom. So if you don't know what a squatty potty is, it's basically like a little stool that you put by your, um, toilet and so that you can put your feet up on the toilet so that you're in a better ergonomic position when you're trying to have either go to the either have a bowel movement or urinate either or um they're not horrible looking i have one in every single bathroom in my house my kids use them for little stools to get up to the to wash their hands so they're you know easy to incorporate into your bathroom. And if it's going to have you prevent you from having hemorrhoids, then I would definitely invest in a squatty potty. And it also helps with your, with your pelvic floor uh, health because it puts our pelvis in a better position and less strain on the pelvic floor while you're going to the bathroom. So I highly recommend not just for the pregnant person, but for anyone, um, the squatty potty. Another, um, side effect of pregnancy would be the, um, the diastasis recti. Now that happens with almost everyone because of the growth happening. So diastasis recti is happening along that linea alba where the linea nigra happens the di- the darkening but it would be as we get bigger there's less room and it's going to pull that linea alba apart so we're having that separation of the abs and it can happen all the way up from sternum or all the way down to pubic bone anywhere along that area and it's going to cause a pressure issue as well and it's because you don't have as much room um, in general. So we want to be able to give as much movement and mobility for pressure to go as possible. So I try to have pregnant moms do a lot of rib cage mobilization and breathing so that they're really working on getting their ribs to move out and in so their lungs have that area to go when they're creating pressure because if they're if your rib cage is mobile and you're able to swing out and in easily then there's less pressure on your on your linea alba and on your di- where the diastasis might happen and you know you can't do it's frowned upon back in the day they would say just don't do any core exercises that's bad when you're pregnant And, you know, doing crunches and that kind of thing are bad for making a diastasis recti worse, but you can do some things to help um, the other structures in your core. 
Uh, I just posted a video called Belly Hugs to engage your transverse abdominis. And that is something that you can do easily um, to help support your low back and um, work on that muscle that wraps nearly almost all the way around your, your center. Um, another side effect of pregnancy or varicose veins. Um, I didn't have any issues with that. And my little sister just took, she's a physician assistant and just took a job. She's worked for years in the hospital and she just took a job in OBGYN. So, and she's pregnant. So she has a big proponent of the uh, compression socks and she's seen great results with preemptively wearing compression socks. So if you have any kind of swelling or um, family history of varicose veins, those are great to wear to get ahead of that. Luckily, I didn't have any issues with that because I hate tight things like that. <laughs> Thank goodness that wasn't me. But I had other things prop up. Um, so the compression socks are great for varicose veins. Now, swelling is another side effect from pregnancy. And it can hit, you can be perfectly fine right up to the end, and then you swell immediately. Um, I never had swelling, but I really stayed on top of a lot of different things to help me with my lymph system. Because swelling and the lymph system are like this. You cannot separate the two. Um, and a stagnant lymph system will cause swelling. So something I did twice a day when I was pregnant with both my kids was dry brushing. And that is just a natural bristled, war bristled brush. You can get it on Amazon, super cheap. And I would dry brush from my feet towards my groin, from my hands, towards my um, armpits, and then on my sternum and on my gut. And those are the different areas that we're trying to work with the lots of dense lymph tissue. And you're always working towards the center because we want to encourage it to come back, recirculate, not be stagnant, and it kind of cleanses itself. And it's like, it's like filtering your fish tank. If your body was a fish tank and your lymph system is stagnant, it is a dirty fish tank. You want to keep your fish tank filtered and running smoothly. So I did dry brushing twice, twice a day. I suggested to all my pregnant patients, even if they don't have swelling issues, that's like my version of wearing the socks before you swell. Um, dry brushing, uh, all the diaphragmatic breathing, breathing to your blue in the face, not literally, but that being able to use your diaphragm as much as possible acts like a pump and it pumps down onto your abdomen, flushes all your lymph system around and keeps it nice and um, mobile and not stagnant. Um, and I would suggest it for everybody, not just pregnant patients. Um, another side effect of pregnancy would be the varicose veins in your labia. So like we think varicose veins, we think legs, but it can also happen in your labia and it 
is not fun. I've had that. I had a head cold with my second. Um, and it wasn't, it was probably in the second semester. So I wasn't very big yet or anything like that. But I sneezed and coughed so much all day long. And I think it was just too much pressure. And I developed varicose veins in my labia. I looked into getting the supports. It's like underwear support for the, for them. Um, I didn't find them to be super helpful. Maybe other people have found success with them. Um, I mostly did a lot of inversions and lymph work to try to um, get relief. And it wasn't too bad, especially once the cold resolved. I mean, they were still there. And actually, they resolved post-pregnancy completely. So they don't have to be permanent. Um, Another side effect with pregnancy would be SI joint pain. That's super common. And your SI joints, if your pelvis is this, this circular thing and your tailbone is the key piece back here, it would be where the pelvic bones meet the tailbone. So those two joints on either side are your SI joints. And, you know, you have all these hormones running through your body during pregnancy and creating laxity in the ligaments and just going to have instability in some of those joints because of it. And there are lots of stabilizing exercises that I give to patients for their SI joints to bring a little bit of um, stability to that area. Uh, If it's really bad, we'll either use kinesio tape or suggest uh, a brace. Um, You know, I would only use a brace as needed because it is going to make you a little, uh, it'll atrophy the muscles a little bit, but if you can't walk or you are in so much pain, by all means, you know, those, those things are available to you and you can work on the strengthening after you've had your baby. Um, so SI joint pain, there's lots of exercises that we give out to try to help bring balance and stability to those areas. In uh, the same like thought is the pubic pain or lightning crotch that people get. So if the SI joints are on the back side where the tailbone is, the pubic pain is where the front side comes together and meets dead center. It can be worse on one side versus the other. That is that pubic symphysis is a little cartilage piece that joins the two. And it can be excruciating um, as your pelvis is shifting or if it's um, stuck in one position. So there's different things that we can do there, Um, different balancing of the musculature so that it sits evenly and some stability things. Because if your pelvis comes in a circle, your inner thigh muscles, your adductor groups attach into the front side of the pelvis and working on those can also help with that lightning crotch or pubic pain. Um, So those are also something that we can work on in the office. Another side effect of pregnancy would be carpal tunnel. 
And that is also tied in with the swelling. Sometimes that swelling can um, cause some impingement of that median nerve coming through the carpal tunnel, that little retinaculum in the wrist. So working with your lymph system can help and trying to do some muscle work to alleviate a little bit of the symptoms is sometimes helpful. Um, another symptom would be, or side effect would be headaches. I um, had some wicked headaches and you really can't take anything uh, when you're pregnant. So you're really out of options. And, and I do um, take magnesium for headaches and sometimes that helps, but sometimes it's just not enough. Um, and a lot of times muscle work and adjusting can help with those, those headaches. Um, another, and you know, with pregnancy, just having that extra weight out in front of you can also cause obviously low back pain and even upper back and neck pain because you're drawing yourself forward and you're really trying to hold yourself back. So your center of gravity is shifting and it's going to affect everything <clears throat> up and down your spine. So giving certain exercises can help with, with that gradual shift of our center of gravity. And the, the midwife I had with my daughter said to think of getting ready for the birth of your daughter, like training for the biggest marathon you'll ever compete in in your life. And that was a pivotal point for me because I mean, I already knew that I wanted to be active and I wanted to have an as easy as over recovery as possible after having my kids. But it gave me the green light to not baby myself and keep doing the things I was doing, but doing them with intention and with the mindset that I want as healthy of a core and pelvic floor as possible postpartum so that my recovery and that my delivery is easy, as easy as possible. They're never easy. They're always, um, very hard, but the doable and my recovery is as easy as can be because putting in the work ahead of time is going to make the work you do after less intense. Um, so I like that full encompassing approach and then not forgetting about continuing it after the baby is there, because I know that was super hard for me. You get wrapped up in all of the new mom stuff and kind of forget yourself first. So continuing that level of care before and after baby arrives. So those are the kind of things that we see in pregnancy symptoms and how we can kind of help mitigate them and give you the most pleasant experience with pregnancy as possible. If you have any questions or about symptoms you might be experiencing or might want help with, let me know. I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.